Oh, well, um, I ran into Peter in the hallway without his underwear on. Welcome to the Mirandas. Welcome back. Episode three. Episode three. Here we go. I'm Gilly. I'm Sarah. And we're the Mirandas. We're the Mirandas, in case case you you forgot. (laughs) Um, So we have a great episode today. Well, I don't know if it's actually that great. I I think it's the best so far. Wow. First two. Yeah. This was a good one. Okay. We're going to have to get into that because I you don't even want to know yeah. my middle LeBlanc rating <laughs> for this. Um, I'm going to give a quick summary. So, um, okay. yeah. So this episode is entitled Bay of Married Pigs. And it explores the relationship between single women and married couples. Carrie explores this through seeing a um, a good friend's husband kind of flash her a little bit. She he kind of you know she's they're in the Hamptons and he they wake up and he has pants pantless. Um, she then starts dating a guy who is obsessed with getting married. He reeks of desperation, and um, Miranda is mistaken for a lesbian, and she uses that to her advantage at work to use a possible lesbian um, identity to get into a couple's, you know, dinner party with her law firm. With her law because she's trying to become partner. Um, Which was a very interesting take on sexuality in the workplace. Um, (laughs) Samantha and Charlotte kind of plot this episode. They have a few things. Samantha hooks up with Charlotte's doorman after a drunken night at an all-couples party. And Charlotte ends Mm -hmm. up going out on a couple dates with the the guy that Carrie was dating um, who was obsessed with marriage and she dumps him because he does not like the same china pattern which is so stupid because oh, like God. I mean when I think about my relationship we don't <laughs> agree on aesthetics all the time so it's like oh, yeah but at the same time I don't know she's Charlotte so and I we're wonder, not. What is the what, what's like a modern equivalent of of people disagreeing on a china pattern? Like if Charlotte was in twenty twenty, well, what would she really be disagreeing on? So I'll say that at least for me and my partner, we um we're looking to move, and I I'm really afraid. <laughs> Of him, like, being into, like, this all-gray, mid-century modern look. It's just not me. Um, whereas, as my friend's mom says, it's the tyranny of the gray. <laughs> as you look at my gray bed and... behind me, my all-gray sofa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, but it looks good when you do it. For me, I just, you know me. I need my color. I need my quirk or whatever. Um, I need to feel like I wake up, like, in a rainbow every day. Um, so I think that maybe could be the modern day equivalent. Um, what do you uh, think? I'm going to have to say textiles. If somebody wanted like a really ugly blanket and like, and they were like, it's a great, and I'd be like, what is this doing here? And we, interesting, the, yeah. um, my partner, is, we has no aesthetic really, like he leaves it all up to me. Which has been, which is, which I is am nice. So and unfortunately, it's a lot of mid-century modern because I'm inspired on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because I am Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> um, so it's really nice. He left it up to me, but at one point in our whole 
apartment, he really wanted all of these um, like Billy Joel posters up. And actually, I, I take Love it, back. it posters. I think that <laughs> I think if someone were like this is an excellent thing to be framed, and I was disgusted by it, I think I would have it. Charlotte's reaction like this cannot happen. Um, I think that's equivalent. <laughs> but okay. But, like, not even a second <laughs> yeah, date. Well, anyway, it's a TV true. show. We get it. Um, <laughs> and she's so desperate to get married, she couldn't even give him a fucking chance. Like, he's the perfect candidate to date her. Um, okay, so I have a bunch of notes. You have a bunch of notes. All right. So I want you to I – I have a thought on this. <laughs> um, the – Okay. The women after, you know, Carrie talks about what happens at the Hamptons house where this married man. Wait. Can I stop you there real quick? Um, I need to talk about <laughs> what happened at that Hamptons house. <laughs> because it is so in line with so much of what people had reported during like the Me Too movement of things that have happened to them. Like Louis C.K. or even I remember hearing something about Molly Ringwald like when she was young on set. Like people just like dropping trow because they are want to drop trow. And like how not okay that and Not is. even dropping trow, like Winnie the Poohing. Like only a shirt on and the pants off. It's like doubly offensive. And I'd almost yeah. rather him just be naked because like the fact is he put on a shirt. So the no pants seems intentional. Yes. Like, the shirt off, okay, maybe he's, like, forgot yeah. soap in the shower. Like, you can fucking, you can, like, make that up, right? You can bullshit through that. You can't bullshit through, like, a cup of coffee and, like, a hearty <laughs> mug. <laughs> and, like, a t-shirt. And, like, a really, like, well-kempt, like, Hampton house. And then your schlong just is just... Dangling. Do you think it was erect or just dangling? I, he, he, he was not erect. He was too – no. He, he, there was no way that, that was an erect penis. I, he, he was definitely a shower because Carrie was very impressed. Um, and Versus a grower, you mean? Shower yeah. versus grower? Okay. Because an interesting part of this was Carrie's reaction to the penis. <laughs> she was both offended but also like, well done. You know, which was also weird, this kind of obsession with – her friends the size of the penis well it's like her sex column so it's like part of her brand is to like act she's like like she's, this is research yeah exactly <laughs> but like also just like i remember my boss told me she had a story like when she was younger of her roommate like a random guy roommate just like knocking on her door and like not having pants on and she moved that <laughs> night out <laughs> Like, I've never forgotten this story for whatever reason. And, like, I would be scared for my life. Is that dramatic? It's, like, I would be so scared. I, I think um, like, Michael oh my Scott God. said it best when he said, <laughs> remember what he said? A penis <laughs> is the most delightful sight for the woman. <laughs> sight for women. Basically something like, if it's in the wrong context, and Dwight's like, alien. Bah! It reminded me so much of the <laughs> the flashing episode. <laughs> Well, it has to be in the right context. <laughs> yes. And when, and a lot of the times, it's not. No. no, no, no. If I had a male, if I was at, like, uh, God, I really wanted to use Heather and Jason as the couple, but I just can't do that to Jason. So we'll just do another, like, couple that I knew. And the, 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 it would be fairly <laughs> uncomfortable. And then for the friend as well, because, like, 
clearly patience who's the that was funny that that was her name that was the wife of the guy yeah she was so ashamed and like it it kind of seemed like he had done it before yeah you could read on her face that there was he's a repeat offender yeah (laughs) yeah there's something there oh man um oh good lord okay so they're at brunch so okay they're at brunch. Mm-hmm. They're digesting all of what happened. And the conversation ends up kind of turning into the theme of the episode, which is single people versus married people. Carrie has some odd yeah. Cold War analogy um, that was kind of <laughs> haphazardly threaded throughout the episode and referenced a few times. But yeah, so then there, there seems to be this battle between women who are single and then couples who are married who are uncomfortable with single people thought thoughts yeah and um i as someone who was single for a really long time totally understand this um dynamic and this kind of i don't know if it's a power struggle really but i i i I definitely have seen it on my end where being single where it's like oh okay they seem like they won't talk to me or something like that like kind of overprotectiveness mm-hmm. um or you're entertaining like your stories can be entertaining i i I've, I've totally i've also have felt like at you know what samantha and miranda were saying is like oh like to your friends who've been in relationships for a really long time you feel like you're kind of like Mm -hmm. the loser or you're desperate or you're a whore or something like that like verbatim and um I definitely have felt that I mean I think just in general just societally speaking there is kind of just like a negative view of people who are single that's still lingering from you know the previous generation or two and I think just being single means there's something wrong with you in in many people's eyes, you know? Um, and so I I understand kind of where the different characters were coming at with their kind of um, annoyance with the whole couple situation. I, um, I find that in New York City, being single is, you know, accepted much more because I think people are single much later. They're not getting married. A couple of years ago when mm. I was at my high school reunion, it was our 10 year. I mean, there was a girl there who was pregnant with her yeah. third child. Oh, my Lord. And, you know, my partner and I had not li- – we weren't, weren't living together yet. And so she's like, well, are you, you know – so you're not married? You're Are you dating anyone? And then I was like, yeah, like I'm dating someone. We're going to move in together. She's like, well, that's good. And it was, it was the tone of like pit- pity of like you're – almost 30 and you are you have not achieved this alleged milestone that you should be achieving and i think carrie put it really well and put put it put it kind of very succinctly right metaphorically in this episode when she said um this is regarding charlotte uh marriage was a sorority she desperately wanted to pledge i like that line oh that's a great line that's a i don't know if it's a carrie zinger but it's definitely a a carrie uh (laughs) salient because we know those women who so and and this isn't a knock on them because we all have our own um kind Mm -hmm. of choices but i I don't necessarily i'm not like you know fiending to get married or i never really kind of felt that i think it would be nice one day but there are some women who are like charlotte's who it's almost it's like the ultimate accomplishment to get married 
and by a certain age and it's Mm -hmm. yeah like checking off you know the various things which i think can be like you know Mm self-imposed stress that kind of might backfire i mean um but i i okay are we ready for samantha zinger because i have my samantha zinger for this episode i'm a trisexual i'll try anything once I did not find one this episode, so... Are you kidding I didn't, unless it was something at the end of it, I but I want to hear yours. Okay, so my Samantha Zinger was, like, easily in the first five minutes of the show. Okay, what is it? And you know it's a zinger when you burst out laughing and you're by yourself. So... So the zinger was Carrie is... They're at brunch and she's explaining what yep. happened at the... <laughs> what happened at the Hamptons... <laughs> what happened what happened at the hamptons with this guy and that his penis was just out and like they're like wow it was just out <laughs> and samantha goes <laughs> i can't even do it maybe he just wanted to show it off like a monkey wait how did i miss that how did i miss that i that is so good that is the samantha zinger of the episode (laughs) like a monkey oh my god okay wait that's that's perfect that's that's it for the episode because i the only thing like i really took away from that scene i must have just not heard that was how like gratuitous she was about the pepper shaker and And I'm imagining being at a brunch with friends and having a friend there who was making like sexually rude comments about a pepper shaker to a waiter and just being how like uh, horrified. And and I I like how the friends are like this, just rolling their eyes like classic Samantha. But if if those were like a group of guys who were like, yeah, I really, it it would be so unacceptable. (laughs) There's a lot of, Samantha actually has a lot of questionable sexual behavior that's kind of predatory that if it was if a man was doing it it. would be so not okay yeah well i think her character was also supposed to be written like she's the man of the group you know so i think it's kind of yeah coming Mm -hmm. from kind of bro culture creepiness and doesn't make it okay it's just i think that's kind of where it's derived that's that's amazing that's that's such a great um, one so, okay, so a note that I have, I'm looking at my notes, is um, uh, Charlotte says something like, I would never sleep with a married man. And Samantha's like, you know, those rings come off, you know. That might be a zinger. <laughs> those, <you laughs> or uh, Samantha, why? I mean, it's so true. How would, how would Charlotte know? How would you know? And so I how thought would you know? that if you are a married man and you okay. have slept with either of us please write in <laughs> and let us know so we can anonymously break up your and home. if you are an avid listener <laughs> you are a married man of our past why are you listening <laughs> what are you getting out of this <laughs> okay so something she did say and i believe it was i think this was samantha who said it she said something about married couples or just couple couples who constantly make we statements yes that's yes as a former single person as someone i'm not (laughs) single now um and as somebody who's not a committed relationship i'm very conscious of when i do say a we thing like we love that um i remember 
someone, I'm not going to name who they are, said something like, well, we love broccoli. And I was like, what? <laughs> we love broccoli in reference to Chinese food. And I mean, like, we love broccoli. I, I don't know. I remember th- being single and thinking, oh, not for me. But well, there are a lot of people I've worked with in the past, you know, at work who will say like we and they're talking about their husband who I've literally never met or or don't know their name or even knew. And um, it's just I just find it like just as an observation. I've seen it a lot and I think it's kind of interesting to kind of use the royal we, I guess, when mm. it's someone who doesn't know that you have a partner. We. We. I just assume that they have a partner at that point. You know, I don't know mm. who the we is. So that leads me into my next point that I really wanted to bring up because this is a controversial opinion yes. and statement. So during <laughs> one of the scenes, Carrie's with Stanford walking down the street and she yes. runs into a former person she knew who was, you know, she knew him when he was straight. He's now with a man. And um, he referred to his, well, gay marriage wasn't legal then, his life partner. And right. now a lot of straight people, you and I are straight identifying, yeah. and we use the term partner. Yeah. And I have a gay friend who says he they do he does not like when straight people use the term partner. Dakota, it drives him crazy. Wait, um, really? I, it, it is, yeah, that they said that that term, it's almost like why are straight people using it to, to refer to like heterosexual relationships. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are I actually I think I first started hearing the term about four years four years ago or just hearing heterosexual people using it more. And I actually really liked it and still yeah. like it because I um if it makes any sense, I don't really like having to identify my sexual orientation either. Um Maybe that's easy for me to say because I'm heterosexual. But I also feel that um, I like the word partner, the term partner, because I, I really think it is the relationship I want to be in is a partnership. Mm-hmm. And I think that a partnership is where people are working as a team and it's less of that um, conventional, traditional power dynamic that I know that a lot of us can see with our parents between Mm -hmm. man and woman and in my mind that term partner I feel like kind of just reinforces people in the relationship working together yeah I I totally agree and I I'm I'm someone who uses it but now I'm a little bit more conscious of using it after um the my friends kind of said like hey I really I don't he didn't say it in like a, you know, don't say that, but in like a, it, it's kind of a pet peeve of some gay people to hear straight people use that term. Yeah. Um, and I tend to use it because the term boyfriend feels so juvenile and at oh 30 God, to, exactly. right, Me boyfriend, too. my boyfriend and I, my boyfriend, whereas my partner feels a little more serious. Like we yeah. own a dog, we own a car together, like all these yeah. things and, you know, it's feels like I don't know it just feels a little bit more serious you Um, you know what I usually use the term partner in more professional context like since we've been we've (laughs) since we've (laughs) been looking for places to live you know whenever I'm Mm -hmm. contacting um landlord or landlords or whomever on Craigslist I always use 
my partner and I, um, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Wait, and, that's a great point. And I don't know why that is, why I feel like I need to go more neutral or vague or however you view it in, in a professional kind of cor- correspondence. But I, I noticed that I do that. But like, if it was someone like, you know, if I met someone at like a ladies night or like a girls get together or whatever, I would probably say my boyfriend. I don't know. Oh, don't no. Know. Honestly, as you're saying this, the my like head is turning because I do the exact same thing. It's in professional settings, like mm-hmm. in when I'm referring to something where I want to be really taken seriously. Um, yes. I would use the term partner, whereas when yes. it's kind of like casual with friends, I can say boyfriend. Um, and maybe that's because... Boyfriend seems temporary. It feels very yeah. fleeting. It feels silly. It feels juvenile. Yeah. There um, is something that feels... I want to get to this like juvenile and silly idea because I feel like I kind of like loathe using the term boyfriend because it makes me feel like... And this is all all just like my own insecurities, but it makes me feel like I'm this like dependent girl and that like my boyfriend's my world and like my boyfriend my boyfriend my boyfriend we like yeah and it's like yeah it doesn't feel quite as like serious Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel like like not as independent for some reason I wonder do you have have you always felt that way because 18 year old me was like desperate for somebody to call a boyfriend you know what I mean like I was like ready for a boyfriend I and I (laughs) and I and I think when I got a boyfriend I was like this is my boyfriend it was (laughs) you know for me it was hard to say it was like (laughs) it was actually like it has always been hard to say until like the past year it was it like could not roll off my tongue it would always like be distorted when it came my boyfriend like it just wasn't used that often I think if we were talking to Miranda Hobbs I think that she would agree with us (laughs) I mean I think Miranda (laughs) would refer to Steve as her partner yes oh hell yeah I think there was even an episode where she talks about this where she talks about something about boyfriend that could be wrong but I believe um I stand by as a co-host of the Mirandas that Miranda Hobbs would be on our kind of in agreement with us here. Well, we'll find out, I guess, right? We will. Um, That also leads us to another fantastic plot line, one of the best Miranda plot lines in this episode. Miranda is at a company softball game, and she is set up by a coworker with a lesbian. And Miranda's response is great. She's like, Steve, I'm I'm not gay. And then wait, wait. So wait, I have a great line that Miranda says. It's so good. And then he's like, What? He's so confused. And she's like, It's circumstantial, Jeff. I'm single. When did single turn into being gay? <laughs> oh, that was so good. Um, but you know, Miranda kind of uses this. When she sees how happy her boss is. And first off, Miranda as the catcher in the softball team just killed me. I thought that was so great. <laughs> and the fact that it was softball, which is kind of a stereotypical, you know, women playing softball and being good at it. There were some, like, layered obvious writing in that. Um, and it was then a very how, heavy hand. <laughs> yeah. And how Miranda uses it to her advantage. And um, I thought that was a very interesting twist on using sex to get ahead at work. Kind of an, well, using yeah. sexual orientation to yeah. get, get ahead at work. 
because do you want to go into it? <laughs> Let's get into this. Let's um, get this. You get into it. <laughs> because um, basically, um, so they're at the softball game, and you know she's let the um, the person who she was set up with know Sid. She's let Sid know that she's um, heterosexual, and they have a good time playing softball. And as um, you know, the head person of her firm. Charles or Charlie or something like that as he's leaving she's like oh saying like oh Charlie like thanks this was so fun and he's like Chip they call me Chip like she's yes. now she's now on a nickname basis yeah you two are great out there it's all it takes Chip partnership you know just like <laughs> sitting with her legs spread really wide <laughs> and so, so good. yeah and so I mean it's funny because she's like decides to I mean, God, poor Sid. I mean, Jesus. But, I like, I guess I might be along for the ride if it involved a really nice dinner at someone's house. Did – this is unknown. Did Sid work in law, too? What was Sid getting out of that? Was Sid just no, getting out of question. free dinner? Like, if, I guess if she was, like, at the firm, too. But that wouldn't make sense because Miranda would have mm. known her. Like, Maybe is, it was, like, a competing yeah. law firm or something like that. I'm kind of hoping because otherwise Sid just agreed to go out with a straight girl as like her pretend lesbian date. And that's kind of sad. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, again, this show wasn't, it's not woke, this show. <laughs> by no means. It's not woke. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I thought that was such a great plot line because I think. Because then know, they do go to the dinner together. They do, yeah, and they seem to have a great time. And then Miranda tells the boss, and he's kind of like, you know, ah, no harm done. But my my wife was really looking to add a lesbian couple to our um, roster, our her roster. roster, yeah, which was yeah. so interesting, kind of tokenism. Um, and yeah. then in the elevator, Miranda kind of is like, well, maybe I am, and she kisses Sid, and then Miranda's like, nope, still straight, and Sid's <laughs> like, yep, you are. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a great line. Um. For the third episode of Sex in the City, like, I wouldn't yeah. have, out of context, I wouldn't have guessed this is the third episode of <laughs> Sex in the City. Yeah, they really, they went there, that epi- this episode. Yeah. Um, so I think the next part of this episode I have to mention because I was just appalled. Please. So... <laughs> For context, Carrie gets set up by a couple friend and they do like a surprise date like, oh, we're just having lunch. Sit down. And this guy comes and he's like, you know, reeks of desperation, as as he says at the end of the episode. He's cute, though. He is cute. Um, Very future oriented. Wants to get married. Is kind of like really I don't want to say peacocking, but he, like I don't know what the equivalent is for like wanting to get married. Like well, I don't. Well, so I don't like that the term desperate is just like thrown around by all of them. Okay. Because, and he he kind of addresses this in at the end of the episode, which is that, no, he's a grown up, and he wants to mm-hmm. make he wants to grow and make steps and you know build in his life, right? And I and we're seeing that as desperate, but then otherwise, if we don't see that, it's like a man child. So it's Either, kind of almost like edged sword. A, a lot of the times men in this series just can't win but my <laughs> my one qualm with him mm-hmm. when he shows carrie his beautiful apartment that he bought right. and he pulls out 
Oh no, maybe this is at his housewarming, and he when Kim, yeah. Carrie, and Charlotte are in the room where he's like, "This is my office, but maybe a baby room." And and I really and he bought an angel mobile mobile for a potential baby, yeah. and he holds it up, and it's it's just a mobile that you put in a crib with angels on it. That is weird. Yeah, <laughs> that is weird. From Aspen, a single man going to <laughs> Aspen and coming back with the only. <laughs> gift for himself as a <laughs> baby mobile the only souvenir he took back is an angel thing for a baby that is weird and i and i say run i say like i don't know like that that that, that was like a red flag right away um and I, and charlotte's response is like ooh, you know kind of interested and carrie's like dear god um but again like yeah okay so how old is carrie She's 32 in this episode. I believe she's 33. 32 30. or 33, yeah. Okay, so we're 31, so that's not too far away. But, like, I can see a lot of 33-year-olds being, like, so down with that. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, 25-year-olds from your high school, apparently. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> sorry, but I'm sorry. I'm just imagining if I went over when I first started dating Dakota and he pulled out <laughs> a baby angel mobile mobile i would have shot my pants i know for a fact what (laughs) that is frightening that is so much pressure yeah that is is a lot um that is so much pressure to perform and execute you must be fertile um (laughs) yeah exactly yeah but i was looking at my notes and then um so then this also you know they're at this dinner party um it's this dinner party it's this um housewarming that this you know the angel baby mobile guide um is hosting this you know housewarming and all these married couples are there uh charlotte all these um, white people are there all the, it's just white people charlotte samantha and carrie go samantha's it's getting lit. drunk because it's all married people and yeah. well, I, this is was such an absurd line okay this this was ridiculous who is this who says this, this is friends of sean sean is oh. the married guy katie is yes. no the guy who wants to get married that carrie is is dating yes and the friends say sean is the greatest guy loves kids owns his own business and has 300k in the bank <laughs> sean is the greatest guy and he loves kids mm. plus he owns his own business and he's got 300,000 in the bank Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm like, do I not like hang in those social circles where people speak that way? I think people do speak that way. Oh, I really do. I really do. And I'm sure we've said something along those lines too. When you're trying to advertise somebody, someone's top selling points are loves kids, has a business, has 300k in the bank. Yeah, maybe it's not as crazy as I think. I just think like the I don't the think blatant. It's, oh, it's, it's yeah. very shallow and superficial in my mind like oh yeah like he it's like his other qualities don't matter or they're not relevant to bring up but um you know again this was probably filmed in what 1998 97 like 97 yeah that kind of i mean it was really different then you know? yeah i know it wasn't it's, it's that long ago but i think it, it it kind of was long enough for values to be kind of still a little bit more Mm-hmm. traditional and and i think that these four characters are kind of like you know they're like the disruptors of traditional right family 
And it's interesting because Carrie looks at that and she's not enticed by that. And that really goes to show, you know, throughout the kind of the series, Carrie not being enticed by things of traditionalism, I guess. Um, And a lot of the characters aren't except Charlotte. Um, And even her relationship doesn't end up being super traditional. But, you know, you look at Carrie and what happens with eventually with Mr. Big, I guess the money thing. It didn't seem like the money thing was ever a huge factor with her. Oh, I mean, how totally you, was. I mean, really? But she never really mentions it, though. She doesn't need to. They're going okay. to all these fantastic places. <laughs> They're going to Indochine. They're going to like, you know, all, you know, it's amazing. That is he, true. His money, I think, is it's so shown right away how wealthy he is he draw he's a chauffeur yeah that is actually okay yeah okay fine i, mean, I take that <laughs> I said. but i wonder do you think carrie was because she was really enticed by big interesting that big doesn't show up in this episode he's like yeah. so non-existent um and he was so present in the first two so it is kind of funny that we're talking about him now but he's such a big part of the big part yeah. of the show um <laughs> he yeah, he, he seems like a guy who, you know, owns kind of how they describe Sean, except maybe doesn't want kids and, you know, um, was previously married. But um, so I my one thought about the end of the night, um, I did think the Sex and the City for being called Sex and the City does not have a lot of like great sex scenes. So it's far. not a sh- it's so far. Um, I would say that it's not a show like um, I recently watched Normal People where that was actually like a very sexy show yeah. where you watch it and you're like, whoa, this is sexy. Sex and yeah. City was never like that for me. I never saw it and was like, oh, this is like a turn on. Um, I this is probably so sad. I the bellhop scene. I thought that was actually kind of sexy. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah, he. I loved the accent, loved the kiss. So this like Irish yeah. doorman of Charlotte's at Charlotte's apartment when she's taking Samantha home. Samantha is absolutely shit-faced. And so she's taking Samantha home to her place so she can keep an eye on her. (laughs) Samantha's flirting with this super young doorman who's, like, clearly from Ireland. Recently left. (laughs) Fresh from Ellis Island. And um, basically... In the middle of the night. I love that she... Because I feel like oh, no. there's... I We've had a friend or even ourselves had a moment where you, like, come back from the dead. <laughs> Second wind. Yeah. <laughs> Second wind of drunk energy. Where you yeah. just do something completely perverse. <laughs> I'm going back in my head and thinking what I've done. Probably a lot. And, um, and he... And she... Um, Samantha goes down... In just her, like, long coat. duster coat. <laughs> yeah. And she's just wearing, like, full-on lingerie underneath. As the wind blows on the Upper West Side, he is so <laughs> taken by her and ends up going back up to Charlotte's apartment. I but I, mean, I did think he was – I thought he was cute. And I thought the he kiss was He was cute. Good. And if I was him, I totally would have yeah, done did the exactly right thing. what he did. Yeah. Which is he goes back upstairs – he goes upstairs to Charlotte's apartment <laughs> to – don't be alarmed. <laughs> Don't be alarmed. <laughs> um, okay. So we were kind of running out of time. So yeah. we gotta we have a couple of things we need to cover. Um Can I just add one more thing? Sorry. Talk to me. Um I think something that's probably very important for us to actually talk about is how Carrie 
kindly rejected um, the Sean guy. Is his name Sean? Mm-hmm. Because basically she was saying it's very clear that you want, you know, all these things in your life and she's not looking for that right now. And you, I had such mixed feelings watching it because I thought, wow, that's really bold of you to just not even give a chance to see where this like friendship goes or relationship goes and to just kind of like dump him or reject him right there and then um but then also it kind of was great because I love that you didn't want to waste his time yeah I thought that was a really great scene um what the one thing I didn't like was how she referred to him as basically a DKNY dress in which she said I was just trying trying (laughs) you on to see if it fits it doesn't like ugh um that I didn't I I mean of course she has to do some goddamn you know fashion analogy yeah but I I did think she did it gracefully and I think he accepted it gracefully and it's it's nice that she set him up with Charlotte you know that didn't work out but um yeah it was a bold scene for such a like a direct breakup yeah or an ending not really a breakup they didn't really like weren't boyfriend and girlfriend but like a closing of the dating um yeah I had mixed feelings too yeah but I think it needed to be done, and I'm glad that she did it. Okay, so is there any notable fashion this episode? Oh, my God, she's fashion roadkill. Um, so there really wasn't. I had two things that stood out. You know me, kind of a plain mm. Jane. I loved Charlotte's look at the end with that yes. beautiful navy long coat and mm-hmm. kind of the light blue turtleneck. I thought that mm-hmm. blue coat was to die for. And I love Char- uh, Samantha's lingerie. I thought that was so yes. spot on and beautiful and like yes. just looked so great. I did like her green halter dress situation. Yes. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, crazy. Um, I did actually really like um, Carrie's little like bandana like in the hair look because that was such a like late 90s kind of style. Oh, yeah. When I wore it, I looked like a pilgrim, but when she wore it, <laughs> she, she looked really good. I had one from Old Navy that was reversible. <laughs> I had two prints. Oh, yeah. Really just yeah. shake it up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think with this episode, this is going to lead us into the Manola Blahniks. This episode isn't full Sex in the City yet. The fashion just right. quite isn't quite there. The right. Just even like the cinematography, it's just not there yet. So yeah. what what are you rating this? How many Manolo Blahniks out of five are you giving this? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. So, okay. So we started off the episode by me saying that I actually liked it more than the other two. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of five Manolo Blahnik pairs, I think I would give it two and a half because it was entertaining i Mm -hmm. laughed out loud at the samantha zinger so i would give it two and a half but it's not fully there yet no it's it hasn't developed yet it's yeah i'm i was leaning towards two and a half i was going to be generous and give it a three this is a (laughs) solid two and a half in my book yeah um it wasn't as offensive as episode two and i thought (laughs) You know, like it wasn't as like date rapey as episode two. I mean, so I think that I mean, it actually kind of was as well. Um, I, I also interesting again, not a lot of Charlotte plot, not a lot of Samantha plot, I know. and the Miranda plot was kind of, you know, <laughs> half. I don't know. So there wasn't a lot to really go into with Miranda this episode. Um, but yeah, I think so. 
next week's episode, episode four, is about dating younger people. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This is the episode where it's Carrie tries to get a date with Mr. Big. It keeps going on and off. Can't really figure it out. Oh, and she ends yes. up, you know, going out with a much younger guy. The 20-something-year-old um, t- guy. T- t- Timothy Oliphant. Yes, the 20-something-year-old guys. Yes. That they're um, great guest star. Another awesome Sex and the City thing is they actually had some pretty cool guest stars in the show. Oh my god, they had so many. Yeah. Um, Justin Thoreau. Right. He was you know, I thought Brian Cranston had made a cameo for like a good fifteen years of my life. And and I and I episode? watched the fashion show episode with Dave recently. <laughs> and I was like, you know, trying to like loop him in. Because yeah. he was just watching Breaking Bad, and I was like, Brian Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> He's he plays the photographer in this episode. Oh my god, I know exactly <laughs> what person you're talking about. Here's the thing: it's not Brian Cranston, <laughs> but it is a lookalike. It is a so, guys. If you anyone who's a Breaking Bad fan, and if you like Brian <laughs> Cranston lookalikes, check out um, the model episode. Um, no, the the runway the fashion the runway show fashion show episode you'll 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 you can, you can google it and um yeah that way that's so amazing um so yeah thanks for joining us this time and we look forward to next week's episode see you later are you still recording